What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I am your host, Miss Drea, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Um, today is Friday, and I don't even know the date, so I'm not even gonna go there. But it is Friday, Friday. I'm super excited. I don't know what it is about Fridays. I know that when I started my new job, I let my managers know. I said, I don't know what it is about Fridays, but I do not like to work on Fridays. I would rather sacrifice my Sunday than to be at work at any point on a Friday. This has just been something that's been me my entire life. I love Fridays. I enjoy them from beginning to end and today was no exception. I got to spend some time with my kids and we went to the zoo and it was hot as hell. Okay. I'm talking about 96 felt like 120 degrees today. I was literally melting I'm talking about I had a sweat stash. I'm talking about it felt like I was in a sauna all day today. But I know I got some good steps in. I know I burned a lot of calories. So anybody who's been listening to Drinks with Drea already knows that I'm working on uh, a better me. A new uh, revised healthier me. So therefore this was right in line with that. And also being able to spend time with the kids. Now... With every Drinks With Drea episode, of course we have to have something to drink. So um, I am doing keto-friendly cocktails. No, I am not following the keto diet, even though I am strongly considering it. Even though I wouldn't even say that because I want to eventually get to a point where I'm vegan. Like That's like the ultimate goal, but I'm struggling with transitioning into it i've gone cold turkey and done like you know a keto prep for a few days and you kind of feel weird when you don't eat meat for a few days especially if it's part of your everyday daily diet i think if you continue to stick with it after a while you'll get used to it but i know that just that feeling of feeling empty or just feeling like something's missing sometimes i can't get past that part so I'm continuing. I'm continuously researching vegan meals. Um, you know, following vegan uh, people on Instagram, just getting ideas of you know different meals that they eat and how they prepare things. I know for sure that I don't want to get caught up in trying to make substitutions. Like I know there's a restaurant in Chicago, a vegan restaurant, and they had like a vegan gyro. And my thing is this, when I put my mindset and say that I'm eating a gyro, there's a certain um, expectation that comes with that thought, just a taste, a texture, etc. And that meal fell short. Now, if it may have been called something else, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But because I've associated taste in a feeling (laughs) you might as well say to certain foods because like certain burgers you think about it like a nice culver burger something inside you may tingle like ooh, with the bacon and and lettuce and cheese you know i'm sounding real fat right now but that's okay i'm being realistic we have certain feelings attached to certain foods when i hear pancakes for example i get excited when i hear um a breakfast skillet nothing like my favorite breakfast skillet is a chicken bacon um breakfast skillet with pepper jack cheese it is so delicious pepper jack cheese and chicken is just an awesome combination look i'm getting hungry even talking about it but anyway 
back to what I was saying. So I'm trying to change my diet. Like I'm going down the wrong path, thinking about all the lovely food that I love. And it's going to be hard getting rid of bacon and chicken and steak and everything else. I think, you know what? I think I'll probably end up being a pescatarian. Let me just start with something, okay? But before I go up, before I can get locked into all of that, we're not, you know, I'm just hopeful, wishful thinking right now. That's my goal is to change my diet, to go to something lighter, like uh, vegan. Um, But I was just about to say that maybe pescatarian may be more realistic so I can still have the shrimp and the salmon and things of that nature. But who knows where I'll land? I'm all over the place. People who know me personally knows that I've always been all over the place. Eventually, I'll land somewhere. It's not like I I can't discipline myself enough to accomplish anything, but it's going to take a lot of around the world and back and forth 20 times before I get there. So it is what it is. So back to what I was saying. So because of me trying to live a healthier lifestyle, I am being disciplined in the alcohol that I drink and just beverages in general really but my alcohol I definitely want to stay away from sugar I definitely want to stay away just from anything that's you know not um I think you know any alcohol is going to be bad for you just in general but we're human we 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 know that we're going to drink so this is my conscious way of trying to make healthier choices I said all that when I could have just jumped right into the drink. But anyway, so I am drinking a keto-friendly mojito. So this is a very quick and tasty drink to put together. I'm just going to let you guys know what the ingredients are. So you know with the mojito, you're going to use fresh mint leaves. You can find a pack of fresh mint leaves really from any grocery store. Um, Mariano's, Jewel, Osco, your local, um, you know delicatessen I don't know not delicatessen but your local store you know your local um you know like a Pete's Tony's those type of stores so get you some fresh mint um and then we're gonna have two tablespoons of lime juice or you could just take a lime and squeeze the juice into it two packets of I prefer uh raw raw what is it called raw stevia um, but I didn't have raw stevia, so um, I just used two packs of um, sweetener. But if you can, get your hands on raw stevia. I think it'll be better. Um, some ice cubes, of course. Two shots of vodka. And just a splash of club soda. And of course, you can put your lime slice on top to garnish it. This is a keto-friendly mojito. Of course, the keto part would be... Um, the sweetener versus putting sugar and you need about two packets um of whichever one you choose you can do stevia you can do um splenda whatever you you know whatever sweetener you prefer just substitute that for the sugar pretty much so very tasty um a healthier choice because you're not putting a lot of sugar into it so if you want to take your time and and go ahead and you know, make some changes like I'm doing, then go ahead and get your stevia, get your vodka, preferably, you know, I've been drinking because I can't even talk, preferably um, Tito's, um, but whatever vodka will work as well. And if you don't want to do the keto route, you can use regular sugar. So 
I have been talking now for almost eight minutes and I haven't even gotten into my topic. Shame on me. But anyway, I'm very talkative today because it's been so long since I've been on Drinks with Drea podcast. Before I go on, I just want to let you guys know that I did start an Instagram page called Drinks with Drea podcast. I do plan on posting there, putting clips of the show there. Um, really just trying to build a brand and a following under Drinks with Drea. You know, you guys have been with me on this journey um, since the beginning of the year to now. Um, I can admit that I have not been consistent with it, but I'm working on it. I'm trying to find my zhuzh, as I say. And until I do, you just have to deal with me being random. Now, with that being said, you know, I've been doing this for about six months now. And, you know, how wonderful would it be if I could say, "Woo, I have, you know, a million people listening to my podcast, but that's not my reality. But what is reality right now is that I've had a thousand views. I've had, not views, a thousand listens. And it may not sound like much to you, but when you have an average of 10 listens (laughs) per show, um, and then you have a few where there's a little bit more, um, there's a little bit more traction, but for the most part, I probably average about 10 to 15 people that listen. So over the period of six months, I've had a thousand listens to my podcast. Of course, those are repeat listeners. So I'm thankful for every time any of you press play, anytime any of you subscribe, anytime any of you contribute in any way, I'm super thankful for my 1,000 listens, it means so much to me. And it actually earned me a couple bucks on Anchor as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for my loyal listeners. Thank you for people who just browse every now and then. And thank you for people who are listening right now deciding, is this something that I really want to listen to? I appreciate your ear. I appreciate your support. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 1,000 listens. Took six months to get here. I don't care if it took you know, two months or two years. I'm thankful for everybody that supports the show. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. All right. Without any further ado, 10 minutes in and I still have not talked about a subject. So anyway, I'm starting a new segment. And the reason I'm starting this segment, because again, I'm trying to find my judge of what is this show really? And sometimes I talk about celebrity stuff. Sometimes I talk about life stuff. Sometimes I talk about things that are um, in the headlines, things of that nature. And I'm just wanting to find a way to, um, like, you know, Wendy Williams has her hot topics, right? Different uh, TV shows have their segments. So I'm going to have me a segment where I can be a little messy and then I'll go into the topics that I think are important. Is that fair? I hope you think so. So anyway, my segment is going to be called Devilish Tea, okay? You may not like it. If you have better suggestions, I'm definitely listening, but that's what I came up with because my name on Facebook is Drea Devilish. I love it for some reason. I don't even know where Devilish came from. I think I was just putting a name on the, on my Facebook page outside of um, Hills and whatever, Devilish Hills in Motion or whatever it was. I really don't know where Devilish comes from, but I'm, I like it. It sticks, it sticks with me. Um, sometimes people call me that. Um, who follow me on Facebook like, hey, Miss Devilish. And it's kind of weird sometimes because it really just came out of nowhere. But anyway, going to stick with that. So it's Devilish Tea. So without further ado, let's get into a little bit of Devilish Tea. So the first thing I want to talk about is Donald Trump 
And it's it's a sad thing to talk about when you think about it because the, the topic at hand right now is, is Donald Trump a racist? And for most of us, we already know, if you have to ask the question, most likely the answer is yes. If you have to pose that question, is the president, Donald Trump, the president of the United States, is he racist? Chances are he probably is. So to give a little bit more context to this, Donald Trump, um, and I don't, well, I don't know the full story. I just know that there were four women of color who spoke out against this country and things that were happening. And I'm assuming Donald Trump as well. I still have not um, referenced the original content that led to him saying what he said but long story short after these women made their points he went on twitter as he always does and he had a rant about these women and he said something to the effect of you know if you know these women are from countries that are poor that are destroyed they have the worst government etc Why don't they go back to where they come from and fix those governments if they're not happy with how things are ran here? Now, again, I'm paraphrasing for myself because I don't feel like pulling it up and and reading it off to you verbatim. But I just anybody, any person of color knows that if you've ever had someone say something racially charged against you, one of the first things they say is go back to Africa. Go back to where you came from. That's kind of like, it, it's a dog whistle. It's just something that people say because it, it's intended to make you feel like you do not belong, right? So if I tell you go back to where you came from, that, that implies that you don't belong here. And so... He claims and swears he doesn't have a racist bone in his body. It was not racist. But as a black American, I can assure you that if you tell a person of color, whether it's an Asian, uh, Hispanic, black, whatever. If you tell a person, Arabic, whatever, a person of color to go back to where they came from, that is a racist remark. So for people who are confused, what's racist about that? It tells that person that you do not belong here. You are not welcome here. And I want you to go back. It's disgusting. It's racist. It's a horrible thing to say. And I can understand saying it with, um, you know, with a familiar company, like him and a few of his, his, you know, Congress buddies or his people he golfs with. He's just talking crap amongst them. Okay. You know, I get it because we all talk crap behind closed doors. Oh, this mojito so good. But you literally went on Twitter with your however million followers to tell four women of color to go back to where they came from. All because they com- they're they complaining about what's going on in the U.S. Now, let's, let's examine his 2016 campaign slogan. Make America great again. So that implies that you don't feel that America was great. Which means that you had some discrepancies, some issues some problems, some some dissatisfactions with how this country was ran. 
which is no different than what these women are displaying. So how dare you tell them to go back where they came from? If you want to make America great again because you don't like how things in America are, then you should have took yourself back to wherever you came from. So you know that's a racist remark. You know it came from an ugly place. And when I say you, I'm talking about Donald Trump. So it's like, what are you thinking? What are you saying? And now he, you know, he he kind of backpedals, but he really doesn't because at the end of the day, he's one of those people that is arrogant, that's entitled, that doesn't feel the need to apologize. I don't think we'll ever get an apology from him. Um, What makes it even worse, his crowd got to yelling out, Send them back. Send them back as he sat there gloating. And and I couldn't help but think back to slavery. Um, Not that I lived through slavery, obviously. But just when you think about... I've always wondered when I see images, right, of people, like white people, standing around a black person being lynched. I thought to myself, how could you stand by, regardless of your race, and watch a person hang to their death. Watch a person be burned alive. Watch a, you know, like how how could you sit and and watch something so grotesque of that nature? And when I saw that crowd yelling out, "Send her back! Send her back!" It really made me think about the mob mentality that some people possess. That is a mob mentality. That's the same mentality that dragged us from Africa to U.S. in the first place. The same mentality that kept us in bondage. The same mentality that destroyed Black Wall Street and Rosewood. The same mentality that um, implemented Jim Crow. The same, like, the same mentality that that resulted in Trayvon Martin and you know what I mean, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Eric Gar- like. The same mentality, this mob mentality, this evil, dark, um, you know, just you feel validated in being a monster because you believe that the people that you are, you know, being a horrible person to, the, the person that you're harming, the person that you're hurting, you feel justified because you don't feel any type of compassion or empathy or connection to that person. And so when you don't, it's like you don't care. You could care less what happens to this person. To tell a group of people, the world, millions of people, matter of fact, that these women, because they don't agree with what's going on in this country, should go back home. Imagine the person who spots them on the street, who feels strongly that they don't belong here, that they really truly have that mentality to hurt that person because how dare you complain about this country? There are so many ways he could have handled that situation. One being he could have ignored it. But being who he is, the weak, sensitive, soft person that he is, he has to respond to everything. He has to defend himself and everything. He always has to go low. And this is what he's done. So you asked me the question, is Donald Trump a racist? Hell yeah, he's a racist. But at the same time, he's a person that wants to be popular. He's a person that wants to be loved. There's this 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 insecurity about him where he wants to be validated. So I do think for people of you know 
black folks in particular, when we talk about, um, you know, being descendants of slavery, when we talk about having a black agenda, I think that, you know, if if you could come up with some things you feel would benefit the community and you present it to him, I'm pretty sure he will approve it because he wants us to look at him as our savior. <clears throat> I'll say that again. He wants us to look at him as our savior. So that's why he's always saying, I've done so much for the blacks. And all his people say, he's done so much for black people. And then when you say, well, what has he done? They say, look at the job market. I said, well, damn, I didn't know as a black person I needed a job. God, dog, I thought I was working before him, during him, and I'll hopefully be working after him. Then they talked about the stock market. I said, okay, but I don't see any significant increases to my 401k. It's been progressing along consistently for the last eight years, but it's not significant. I didn't go from like, you know, 5,000 to 50,000. So it's like, it's still progressing at the same pace. You know, I don't have any private stocks as far as like, you know, investing outside of my 401k, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't, okay. You've done so much for me. What I will say, he hasn't done anything to make things worse for me. I, you know, he hasn't done anything to make things worse that personally affects me. But I definitely don't feel like he's my savior. I don't feel like he's done anything special or specific. I feel like the things he is doing with criminal justice right now is a result of wanting popularity. It's a it's a result of Kim K's fame. Which speaking of Kim K, I don't understand why Kim K can work with um, Donald Trump and everybody praises her because of the work that she's doing and what she's able to get accomplished. But if someone like Steve Harvey or whoever sits down with him, we want to cancel him. What you canceling him? Oh, Kanye West too. What you canceling him for? If this man is saying he want to do something that's going to benefit the community and he actually does it, why not? Why not? Get, you know, he wants to get his, his, his notoriety and his fame and popularity amongst black people. Let's make him think if you do these things, we will love and honor you. And then once it's done, we tell him to go eat rocks. You know what I mean? Get what we need. He's willing to do it. He has the power to do it. He has the gall to do it. He's going to do what he wants to do. He's very brazen. So if he wants to do it, let him do it. We can't, you know, we have to you know, think bigger and we have to get beyond this. Well, I don't even want to sit with him. Socializing with him is, is bad. Da, 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 da. No, if he can get things done, that's going to benefit us as a community. Then we need to get those things done. But at the end of the day, no matter what he does, no matter what bill he signs, no matter how beneficial it is to the community, because his heart is in the wrong place, we will never honor him. We will never respect him. We damn sure not going to worship him. Please. Whatever he's seeking, he's not going to get from us either way. But anyway, yes, I think he's racist. Well, I, I ain't even going to say he's racist. I feel like, I feel like, you know, he's an older white male and he's definitely displayed racism throughout his business practices, his hiring practices, um, just in general throughout life. I don't think he genuinely has a problem with people of color, but I definitely know that there is some bias in 
um, racial awareness that he hangs on to as he interacts with people. That much I do know for sure. But whatever. He is who he is. We'll see if he actually gets voted out. I'm not a person who feels like I am a loyal Democrat. Um, You know, if I don't like what any of the candidates are talking about, I'm not just going to vote because I want Donald Trump out. Honestly, I think that, you know, if we play our cards right, we could probably get something done with Donald Trump. Oh, don't bite my head off for saying that. I don't like him. I don't respect him. But he does want popularity. He wants to be looked at as a savior. He wants, you know, these are things that he wants. We don't have to give it to him in order to get what we want. But hey, we'll see how we play our cards. Um, But I need someone strong. I need someone with good values. I need to know that this person isn't so socialist where they want to just make everything free and, and give out a flat rate salary for everybody despite the work you do. Like, no, we're not doing that. People still need to be able to strive for greater. People still need to have the opportunity to build wealth in this country. And it shouldn't be a penalty to build wealth. I think it's just a matter of the government being more responsible in how they allocate what they get from the people to put it in the hands of the people who need it most to help um, remove barriers that stand in our way that prevents us from growth and from uh, benefiting from success. So we need to we need to be smart about it. It's not about give everybody free schooling and free health care and this and that. Like, no. Bernie Matters, uh, I say Bernie Matters, <laughs> Bernie Sanders literally stepped in and said he's willing to increase middle class, which I would consider myself middle class. You're going to increase my taxes so that everybody can get free health care. Everybody can get free education everybody like no because everybody is the billionaires and the millionaires why should i spend more money out of my taxes out of my hard-earned money so that people who are privileged and wealthy can have the same benefits as people who don't have those those types of advantages no now if you said that only people under a certain poverty line or a certain um you know, people who make less than $200,000, for example, would get free. Like, then I could probably rock with you. But even still, I'm not trying to take a huge hit. Government is already taking almost $1,000, uh, you know. <laughs> so, no, no, absolutely not. You're not going to continue to take money out of my check. Like, no. No, you need to find a way to lower my taxes and be able to provide um, more affordable options for healthcare and more affordable options for education. But if you're going to go the free route, then you better find a better way than to think that the middle class is going to give up any more than we're already giving. So I'm not a, I'm sorry. I'm not a Bernie Sanders fan. Um, <laughs> and I'm definitely not a fan of Trump, but I can say less federal taxes have been coming out, y'all. If you've been paying attention, because I'm when you have the same amount coming out every, you know, same amount being paid to you every two weeks, you're gonna notice when you're getting a little bit more back because you're used to getting the same amount every two weeks, and then all of a sudden you get a little bit more back. Like, well, what changed? And then that's how you notice that you know they're taking a little bit less out 
um, from taxes. So again, I'm not saying Trump is doing an amazing job. I'm just saying that I've noticed small changes that I'm like, okay, but you didn't make things worse for me. Now, how he presents himself, how he positions himself, how he, you know, he's just, ugh, he's repulsive. Um, but I think if we play our, our cards right, we can get something out of him. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, so that's Donald Trump. The other topic, but before I get into that, go ahead and take a sip of your keto-friendly mojito. So I'm going to go ahead and recap once again the recipe for your keto-friendly mojito. You're going to need four fresh mint leaves. You're going to need a lime that you squeeze into the... Um, into your cocktail or you can use two tablespoons of lime juice um, two packets of raw stevia or you can use any type of package sweetener um, ice of course two shots of vodka and a splash of club soda so that is what we're drinking on today pour your glass and let's continue on with devilish tea so the next subject and i'm going to be quick about this because i know i've been going on it's like 30 minutes in. i'm sorry y'all y'all know when i be really drinking for real for real i just be talking my butt off but anyway so today in the world of cardi b and yes i talk about cardi b a lot because i like her okay i definitely was one of the people who when she first came out like who is she where she come from she ghetto she ratchet she made people of color look bad but when i saw that hell that's who she is i'm like oh well hell okay it wasn't her imitating us we be imitating her that's her real life so i've learned to appreciate her because she's real so anyway she was on her um, IG page today where she wanted to make a statement. And I don't know what prompted this. I guess, you know, she's like any other person. She reads the comments on Instagram and people are calling her a rapist. And the reason they're calling her a rapist is based on um, she made a live. She recorded a live a couple years ago before she got super famous um, in a household name. She recorded a live where she said she she would drug dudes and and rob them to get by. That was how she made money. She's like, you don't know what I've been through. I would drug people and rob. Like, you know how she is. She just rambles on and on. And she said that. And people dispute what she actually said. But that's what it was, you know, that's what people want us to believe is that she said she drugged people and robbed them. Of course, we have not had any substantial or significant or anyone to come forward, you know, with a real story, a realistic story to say this actually happened to me. Here's my police report, you know, nothing, you know what I mean? And so it's all about that live and people who hate her obviously want to drill that into people's heads to say, listen, why are you supporting her? She's a, she's a predator and people are going as far as saying she raped people. Um, even though I think that that's a very serious thing to say, there's a big difference. Not saying that it's okay to drug people. I'm not saying that in the least bit, but there's a huge difference between raping someone and drugging someone. And I'm going to tell you why I think these two things are different. Yes, it's a violation. Just like being, being, 
you know, if I get, if I was, God forbid, to ever be robbed at gunpoint, I would feel so violated. When someone comes into your home and takes things, when you're not there, you feel violated. There's a violation that happens when anything happens to your persons, like you're being assaulted, you're being insulted, you're being attacked, something is taken from you. There is definitely a violation. Um, and you just don't feel safe and you feel... You know, I, I've had situations where, you know, I've had my purse stolen, for example, and I just felt like really violated. Like, you know, my social security number, because I was actually in the process of looking for a job at that time or starting a job. So I had all the information to take to HR, my birth certificate, my social security card, my license, my credit cards. It feels like a violation and not to compare that to being drugged. But it's a horrible thing. If you just stand alone, somebody drugged you in order to rob you, I think you'll feel a lot different than if they drugged you to rape you. You know what I mean? It's still a violation. But having your things stolen versus someone forcing themselves on you and penetrating you, I think it's two totally different things. And I think that it's unfair to throw a label of rapist on someone based on, you know, really nothing. Cause she didn't say she raped anybody in her life for one. And for two, you don't have a witness. You don't have a victim. You don't have anything. So where, why would you feel comfortable claiming that a woman raped somebody? So that's just a horrible thing to say, period. But the drugging thing is definitely not okay. But, and I have a huge but, there is different rules when it comes to the nightlife. There's different rules when it comes to strip clubs. There's different rules when you, you ever heard people say you ain't about that life, right? You're not about that life. You have people who are straight laced who go to work every day, take care of their kids. They have families, their marriages, da, 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 Just people living everyday life, normal, go to church, work, whatever. But then you got people that's about their life. It could be about that gang life. It could be about that pimp life. It could be about whatever. It's just a different norm from what most people deal with. And so I can't, from the outside looking in, comment on what people do in those environments. You got to think about it. it's nighttime. It's drugs. It's liquor. It's music. It's sex it's all these different elements going on and this is on a consistent basis like we've all most people have gone to a strip club or to a day you know in their lifetime but not to the point where you live and breathe it so the rules are a little bit different if you go home with a stripper and you know or to a hotel or whatever it is and you allow yourself you don't know this person from sam or adam so you don't know this person. You don't go with them to the point that you're drinking in their room and something happens to you. Most of the time, if that does happen, they're not going to report it because they're probably married. They probably have a girlfriend. They probably had no business being there in the first place. Like, there's so many things that will prevent them from even speaking on it. It's just a different life. It's a different lifestyle. I don't understand a scammer's lifestyle. I don't understand uh, a person who sells themselves lifestyle. I don't understand drug dealers' lifestyle. I don't understand a murderer's lifestyle. That's not the world that I operate in. So it's kind of hard when you're not part of, quote unquote, that life to look at something and, and really assess it and judge it. We don't know. But 
you watch movies, you know how the game goes. It's usually some guy behind the scenes who are promoting and prompting these girls to attack people or set them up. This ain't nothing new. She has never hit, hit, hit the fact, sorry, that she's a street chick. She brags about being a hood rat. She brags about um, being affiliated with gangs. She, you know, this is who she is. And the world accepted her for who she is. So, you know, it's not fair to put a rapist label on her. And even if everything people accused her of, with the exception of rape, she did. She drugged dudes. She robbed her. She even said it today. She said, you, these dudes want to go home with you, whatever. They are already drunk. You just sit there talking to them, wait till they pass out. You go through their pockets and you go. That was the life she was living. She done doing that no more. She came into the industry and became known at 22. So she was a kid doing that. And I'm pretty sure she did it based on what the people she was around was doing. So she was young and dumb. And anybody that tells me that they were never young and dumb and did some stuff that could have resulted in them going to jail, you know, obviously that doesn't apply to everybody. But a good percentage of us have done some things, and I say us, We've done some things in our youth that could have landed us in jail. We've all done it. Well, most of us. I'm going to say all because there are some goody two-shoes out there that genuinely are goody two-shoes and don't get into anything. But, you know, you grow up in these urban areas or whatever. You go to high school. It's lit. It's popping. Y'all drinking before y'all should be drinking. Y'all doing stuff <laughs> that you have no business doing. This is just life. It's life. She was a young girl. She's a woman now. She's married. She has a kid. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. I know social media does and says what it wants, but come on. Be careful of the words you use and the labels that you put on people. Whew. It is almost 40 minutes in. Y'all don't even care about the topic that I felt was not part of my devilish tea segment, but I'm going to talk. You know, I ain't going to talk about it because I've held y'all long enough. So, we're going to go ahead and, and, and leave it at this. Because y'all know I'm tired. It's late. It's like 1 in the morning. I'm going to recap one more time. couple things. New IG page. Drinks with Drea podcast. Spelled properly. Drinks with Drea podcast. You can find me on Instagram. It's not much on there now. But I definitely plan to build it up with recipes and photos and clips of the show, etc. So, please Follow my page. Um, the drink that we are sipping on tonight is a keto-friendly mojito. Um, use four mint leaves. You can use more or less depending on, you know, if you don't want a strong minty flavor, obviously you want to use a little bit less. And if you love the taste of mint, then go ahead and add some more. But just to keep it neutral, I use four. Um, two packets of raw stevia or any type of sweetener that you like and that you prefer. Um, a full lime, or you can use two tablespoons of lime juice. Um, of course, ice. I don't know if you want to drink a mojito warm. Um, two shots of vodka, or two ounces. One splash of club soda. And of course, you can put lime either in or around your glass and enjoy so I've gone on and on and on. Of course, I have to play this back because I'm like, oh, God, do I sound crazy? I don't know. If I do, let me know. Send me a note. Send me a message. Find me on Facebook, Drea Devilish, or on Instagram, Drinks with Drea Podcast. You can also email me at drinkswithdreapodcast at gmail.com if you have ideas on subjects or if you want to uh, come on the show and chit-chat with me and have cocktails with me. I, you are more than welcome. Um, but yeah, I've gone on and on. Donald Trump is probably 
not a racist. I I won't say that about him. But he definitely has racist tendencies. I don't believe that Cardi B is a rapist. Please stop saying that. And enjoy your cocktails, whatever lifestyle changes you're making. You want to get healthy, me too. Let's connect. Let's share ideas. Let's share menus. And let's just live our best life. So thank you guys once again for listening as always. Thank you to the people who helped contribute to me getting a thousand listens here on the Anchor app. And yeah, y'all have yourself a wonderful, spectacular weekend, week and beyond. I love y'all to life and I will talk to you soon. Goodbye.